Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, happy Friday date to you, my lovely wife. Happy Friday date to you, my hubby. Hey, you know what we're going to talk about today? What are we talking about? We're going to talk about cleaning out the cobwebs of your financial thermostat, also known as your millionaire mind. Oh, I love this. This is one of my favorite topics because it truly, truly has like shifted everything in my brain. All right. So let's tell them what they're going to learn today. All right. So three things that you're going to learn. Number one, why people need to stop saying it's not about the money or judging those that are working hard to create wealth. Number two, T. Harv Eckers, four elements to reprogram your money blueprint. And number three, how to properly manage your money for growth. All right. So I remember right where we were. We were in the car and I shackled you to a car seat because I, you know, look, I don't know if you other men who are listening, who have a, you know, a two, three, four year old or, or any kid for that matter, you don't really get many sentences in a row out to your wife. So when you get her and you want to share something with her, you trap her like a podcast. So I trapped her in the car. Remember right where we were. Um, and you mean an eight hour drive to Mississippi. Yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff right there. Because when I have eight hours of content to make sure that she delivers, I have a captured let me, audience. Let me, yeah. Let me, let me set the stage. I get in the car and he goes, here's what we're doing today. And I, I just, I'm wanting to chill, look out the window, have some light conversation. But little do I know, I'm about to get my financial blueprint handed to me. All right. So, but, 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 but you did learn a few things, huh? Yeah, I learned a few things. Um, this book, if you have not read it, I would absolutely, absolutely recommend reading it. I think I read it six times last year. That's how effed up my money mindset was that I had to keep rereading it because it just wasn't completely sinking in. Every time I read it, I heard something new. I am going to give you a little side note review that if you're listening to the audio version, T. Harv makes you do this thing where you put your hand to your head and you say, I have a millionaire mind. Okay. And it's like over and over. That was a little weird, but towards the end of it, like on the eighth hour, it was like we were a little batshit doing it. So it began began to be funny. So what I'm saying is give the book a chance. Don't judge it based on like the silliness of that because the content is really good. And we're going to go over some of our favorite parts of the book today. All right. What's number one? All right. So here's the thing. People often say it's not about the money. And I'm in I'm in the business of network marketing. We've talked about this. And I hear people doing it all the time. You know, it's not about the money. I just want to help people, which is awesome. But that's not the truth. Because 10 minutes later, you're telling me how you can't afford the ticket to go to the next event or whatever. It is about the money, guys. It is okay for it to be about the money. Because I don't know if you know this, but the top 3 reasons for divorce, money is one of them. It's one of the top 3 all the time. Top three reasons for stress, including heart attacks, money. Now, you know, you didn't need us to tell you that money is important because you already knew it. The problem is that you're, you may not be willing to embrace how important it is. And 
I don't know if guys have this problem as much as I see women do. And that's not to be, what's the word, chauvinistic? I don't know. It's not to be that, but it just seems like this be, This is more of a female thing than a guy thing. I think guys are like, yeah, man, I can make it rain. And I think I think women are like, yeah, it's not about the money. Do you find that? Is that? I think that it is. It, I think it depends on, I think it's the person. And I think there are like, the more nurturing type, they're like, no, it's not about the money and all of that. And I think that they feel bad. I also think that there, and this is part of this book, there's some blueprint things that have been ingrained in your brain from your birth, where you've heard money is the root of all evil. And people have this negative connotation to money. I know that I grew up hearing a lot of things about money uh, as well. And in just in your general environment, there are words that people use, like, you know, the more people with really a lot of money, the wealthy people, they're selfish and they don't share and they just want to, you know, hoard their money and live this fancy lifestyle. And money doesn't grow on trees. You have all of these negative connotations around money that go into your brain, they go into your subconscious, and they plant the seeds for your financial blueprint. I, yeah, I, I agree. And I think the other part that is to be considered in this is if you are if you continually keep putting out there, it's not about the money, it's not about the money, then guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have any money. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> universally, that, that, that boomerang that you're putting out into the universe is going to come right back at you and go, okay, it's not about it. Perfect. All right. Let's talk about the second thing. All right. So number two. So let's talk about how you change that money blueprint. Now, full disclosure, you need to read the book, okay? Because... I am not a genius in this area. I just happen to have read the book over or, and over. Or the, or, or the audio. Or the, the audio is better, I think. Um, so there are four elements to reprogramming your money blueprint. So number one is awareness. You want to write down every statement you've heard about money. And this, you know, you, you have to start thinking back. And that's why I like the audio of this book because he gives you some, you know, some cues like money doesn't go on grow on trees, which by the way, Rob, the other day, Sophia... She's watching her she iPad. Pulled, she pulled money off a tree? Nope. She looked at me and she goes, Mommy, money grows on trees. And I almost said to her, No, it doesn't, baby. And I caught myself because I didn't want to program her that money doesn't grow on trees. Not that I want to program her that it does, but I want her to know she can make her own. Where do you think that came from? The iPad. Oh, you mean like she, she, she was literally like, she was like watching literally... the iPad okay, <laughs> regurgitating. Got it. got it. So awareness. So write down all of these statements that you've heard about money, rich, bitch, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Um, the upper class doesn't care about the whatever. All right. So now that you have a list of statements and you're becoming aware of the statements that you've heard that have probably impacted your life, now it's time to understand how these statements have affected your financial life so far. So in the case of money doesn't grow on trees, maybe you grew up in a home where maybe there wasn't a lot of money. And so when you did want it... It was, it was phrases were said, money doesn't grow in trees. You what do you think? You can just have an ATM in our living room. All of these things like that, they plant little seeds that are gonna disrupt your abundance mindset. So you want to try to understand where all of these came from. All right. So number three, now that you have all of the statements that you've heard about money and you've written down how this has probably affected your financial blueprint so far, now you want to see that these statements are not even a part of who you are as a person. In fact, you've probably... They're not part of your belief system, most likely. They were implanted somewhere early in your childhood. Like, what's the most famous one, Rob? Money is the root of all evil. 
And how do you love to correct people with this? Because people always say, the Bible says money is the root of all evil. All right, listen, I'm a preacher, okay? So the, <laughs> the Bible says, I could tell you in Corinthians 3, 6. Oh my no, God. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the scripture is, but it's the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money is the root of all evil. Big difference, kids. Yeah, like you say, you can't love piece of paper with dead presidents on it and just want to accumulate it for no reason. You can do money equals options. Back to that. So that's number three. Learn that these things are not a part of your belief system. And then number four is how you're going to recondition your mind. Do a declaration that what you heard about money isn't true. And this is where the whole like weird thing with I have a millionaire mind comes in. So you can choose that or you can choose something else like an affirmation like I live in massive abundance. But you have to start thinking like these things that I heard once you know, like this is all about awareness and bringing these things into your conscious mind. Once you write down all of these statements about money, and you figure out whether or not you actually believe them, now they're in your conscious mind. And now you can just be aware of them and they change. Just like I said with Sophia, when she said that, my first instinct was to say, money does not grow on trees, Sophia. But I stopped myself because I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to mess up her financial blueprint if I do that. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that... Look, you said this at the beginning. When when T. Harvecker in the audio makes you take your hand, slap your forehead and say, I have a millionaire mind, you feel like you're completely a moron. But what he's trying to do is he's trying to interrupt the pattern and uh, reprogram the subconscious brain to sort of like override this programming that we've had. So I, I would say be open to whatever weird voodoo you know, that he talks about. And, you know, Kim, you're really, really good at coming up with affirmations that move you and saying those affirmations. And maybe you can talk a little bit about one or two of the affirmations that you have and how you implement those in your life. In other words, get a little bit granular. Like, are you in the shower doing it? Are you driving down the road doing it? And, you know, give us one or two and then one or two examples of application. Okay. So my favorite affirmation in this genre is I live in massive abundance and I give freely because giving is incredibly important to me, but so is living in abundance. So that is a great affirmation for me. It moves me. It feels good to me. And I pretty much do my affirmations everywhere. So I probably have a list of 8 to 10. My I've heard about affirmations pretty much for the last decade, but I did not begin implant, implanting them. Do I say implanting them? <laughs> I, unless, you, unless you're planning on getting another pair. <laughs> I have not actually begun to use them. I um, have. Oh my God, this is going south. I have not... And by the way, I'm not editing any of this. Okay, out. It's thank too, you. It's too good. Thank you. I did not begin actually using affirmations until I was inspired by my friend Natalia, who began using them and broke it down for me on how she did it. And it was really working for her. So... I say them in the morning in my head when I wake up. I say them in the shower out loud if no one's home. I say them as I'm driving down the street. I say them the biggest place that I run through my affirmations is in yoga. I spend 60 minutes doing yoga three or four times a week. And I will run through those affirmations in my brain over and over again until they are a part of my soul. 
All right. Number three, managing your money. So managing money helps to create financial freedom. T. Harv gives a lot of examples between rich people and poor people. And I don't necessarily like those phrases, rich or poor, but hey, that's probably some effed up part of my financial blueprint. So rich people, money works for them. Poor people work hard for money. Okay. Rich work smart instead of hard. Rich understand that you work hard until the money works for you. So your goal is to earn enough passive income so that covers your expenses. That is true financial freedom. So here is how T. Harv suggests managing your money. So 10% of your profit is invested in the Golden Goose account. 10% goes into a play account. We like to call it the blow account. So for me, when we started to do this blow account, I would take my portion of it and I would go to a retail store, like my favorite is Planet Blue, that a t-shirt is like $75. And I would force myself to purchase something. 10% again goes into that Golden Goose account. 10% goes into the Play account. 10% goes into the long-term savings to spend. 10% goes into education. 10% you give. And 50% is your necessities. So that's your bills. So if you're making... I'm going to use $1,000 because it's simple. If you're making $1,000 a month, your bills should be 50% of that. So that way, all of those other accounts can be satisfied. All right. So the biggest overall lesson for me is if you want to attract and create wealth and real freedom in your life, then you got to work on your financial blueprint. The fastest way we know how to do it is to take a shortcut and read Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eckert. Does anybody know what the T stands for? I'm going with Tom. Okay. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 